0: Okay.
1: Every
2: morning. Great is his faithfulness. Lamentations into rejoicing in the morning. Thank you, Jeremiah. The contrast of that verse and lamentations has always astonished me.
3: <laughs> you lost
2: your whole nation to Babylon. All your friends are killed and destroyed. And there you are left in a barren Israel and you say great is his faithfulness, his mercies are new every morning. (laughs) That's pretty cool.
1: Somebody out there said I done lamentated enough already. I'm gonna pick up my cross. <laughs> <laughs> well, look,
3: look, at
2: look at this
1: one. Sapphire, sapphire, sapphire. Wild colors. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Hey, somebody got another homework today. Our prophetic friend Jordan walked in wearing sapphire blue at just the exact moment we were discussing with the audience who has done their homework. Nobody's really gotten their homework done yet, so you're not behind everyone. It's just that mostly everyone has not done their homework currently. <laughs> that doesn't mean you are you failed. It means he has never failed you yet, so we just need to get on board with what he's doing.
2: Here's the homework, the homework. map of the cosmos. Check okay. that out. <laughs> Click the button in the description and join the master class. I would say almost no one in RLM no. even knows where they're standing <laughs> in the spirit right now and you're you're, you're the mind. ones getting trained in the in righteousness <laughs> And trust me, no one else out there knows either.
1: Right. Uh, you can't copy off of each other's homework by the way. that's against the rules. You're not allowed to ask your neighbor what they got on answer number one or number four or any of the answers. That's your homework.
2: Because you're developing Christ in your own heart. <laughs> this isn't like Moses and you can just depend on a leader and he does it all and they just goof off in the sand the whole, mm, their whole lives. The
1: Laotishness and spiritual...
2: That's <laughs> why God commanded all of them go up the mountain which requires everyone's accountability of their inner man connected to God. In the sand, there's no accountability. The sand represents the earthly, which means if you're in the earth and not rising, you have zero accountability with God. And God is not your accountability. That means there's no true obedience. When God becomes your accountability on the mountain, since you're accountable to him you know where you stand with him most people when they die are shocked at where they stand before god and it's usually in a way worse place than they could have ever imagined it's like 97 go into destruction and three go into his heart And a lot of people When they go into his heart, they don't get the rewards they thought they got. That's why in this life, you have to know where you stand before God. So the most important thing is judgment Mm -hmm. from his throne. So you know where you stand before him right now in your condition. And you allow him to just strip off everything that separates you in your souls. Hyper grace is destroying this generation false love and hyper grace. False love is the pinnacle of hyper grace, which puts you into an area with God that's delusional, where you think you're right with God because of your belief systems, but it's not based on reality inside the kingdom. I deal with this every single day in ministry. People think they're usually in a better place with God than they actually are. And we wish it were true. It's not true most often. Here's why. The spirit man is a completely different dimension than the soul man in its psyche. The soul man in its psyche has its own evaluation of itself.
1: Psychological evaluation. If you are
2: using your soul to judge your spirit's quality and relationship with God, you are wrong 100% of the time. The Bible says the soul cannot know the condition of the spirit, which means it requires the judgment of the soul to expose the heart. 1 Corinthians says, In the day that all men's hearts will be laid bare or judged, which means everyone will know the condition of their spirit. We need to do that first as leaders and deal with our spirit. Amen. Amen. It's easy to deal with the soul because that's the natural realm. You can see it, touch it, work with it in the elements. It doesn't take any faith. Faith requires working in the invisible. And only through faith can you please God. Why? Because He's the invisible God in the spirit. God is a spirit. Those who worship Him or please Him with their souls have to be in spirit, which is in the invisible part within their soul. Your soul is a container of your spirit and overcoming the world is your spirit conquering your soul, which is having your senses fully exercised. Few have ever done it. That's why few want to do it because it's easier more lukewarm and doesn't require any sacrifice or cutting against the wide path of destruction are going against the animal nature that's usually submitted to by the christian in the husband and the wife and the family and the relationship or even in the christian church you have to completely oppose the human nature to grow in faith faith is working in the invisible against what is visible I will doubt my eyes, it is written. I will doubt my senses, it is written. I will believe the word, it is written. Which means it's a rock solidness in spirit that the spirit is more real despite the circumstances. This is how Lamentations says, The joy of the Lord comes in the morning with fresh new mercies, great as His faithfulness. Because it's not based on the condition of the outward. It's based on the condition of one's heart in their spirit in the inward. Oh, thank God. Job 28, I will show you the path deep within that is hidden from all the foul birds. It's exactly what Job 28 says. I will show you the path within. So the word of God, the preaching of the gospel, the instruction from the scriptures the illumination of the inner man. Your word gains light and your word is a lamp unto my path. Your word illuminates the interior path of the development of the human spirit. From human spirit into what? The spirit of God. (laughs) The transfiguration of your growth and the purpose of your existence in this life is to go from a human spirit To a spirit of God. Sons of God, what does that mean? God is spirit. It means spirits of God. Angels of God, yes. Absolute angels of God. Children of God. Spirits of God. That are exactly (laughs) like God in every way. Jesus Christ first born amongst many that are sons and daughters of God. What does that mean? Exact likeness of spirits of God. So all training you have in your life is to become a spirit of God. And where you're at depends on how renewed your mind is to your own spirit. Now we lay out sapphire stones before you every day. We give you the blueprints, the schools, the teachings, the charts, the revelations. The issue is you have to apply it, learn it, go into the school, value it. Otherwise, you'll never get it, even though your leaders are walking in it.
1: Right. Okay. How did that work? Let's, I want, I want people to understand. Okay. So map of the cosmos, find the way. Now there's a diagram that we have ready for you to print out or, you know, some of you you're into tech. You're into apps. You can just download it, save it as a you know the PDF, or upload it as a picture, or screenshot it. Whatever you need to do. Uh, whether you draw on your phone or use an app, or you print it out and use pen, paper, pencil, whatever. Crayons. Crayons are great. Some of the deepest mysteries, like the mystery of six six six. I did that with, with with on the iPad. They got the crayon app. <laughs> And it was literally, like, the mystery of 666 revealed in, like, the Eat Garden above and below in Crayola Crayon. <laughs> so, crayons are totally legit. I love crayons. You don't have to be the sharpest Crayola in the box to have a good time with the Lord, okay? You just may put your heart and soul into it and your spirit into it. But why is it so important for you to know exactly where you're at? This is not some degrading thing to show how little you know and how much others know. It's not like that. If this was Satan's school, you know, cemetery school, that's my, that might be how it is. Why it's important for you to know exactly where you're at is because that's how you move forward. Right, and I think you shared a little bit about that yesterday how was it for you when you found out exactly where you were and especially when you got brought into the sun and it became that reality you want to kind of talk about that moment because mm-hmm. I think if you have to experience that for yourself yeah. right?
2: it's a direct revelation directly from Jesus Christ within you once you're God inside minded and walking with God in the way within in the secret garden of the heart it's called in the Bible so once you're God inside-minded, walking with him inside the garden of your heart, then there are progressive elevations of the inner man, and you come up into different gates, and there'll be signs and wonders around. I saw doors of light, like Enoch's doors. Oh, yeah, up right here. before
1: that happened, yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a preliminary, precursor sign. There was a there. big door
2: of light here in the entryway of Joel's Bar, mm-hmm. and there was a big door of light in my apartment and the, it was like the door of the low place and the high place of angels ascending and descending and it was this mystery before me for months but it was god opening up the doors of the sun, the bridegroom's chambers to me and inviting me higher in him and i tell you the key was purifying your heart and mind from false love i mean and then and only then did i understand why for two years Rebecca was ferocious against false love because you can't go into righteousness mm. with that false love stuff of human Christianity. Mm-hmm. I don't care how prophetic, how fiery you think it is. I'm telling you, it's Satan.
1: Right, especially if it seems like agape. <laughs> if it seems like agape, it's probably Satan. <laughs> especially when that's kind of
3: like. And I'll those.
2: tell you, <laughs> almost every charismatic leader in the church is walking in it. That's true. It is. The most deceiving thing you could ever imagine. It has the appearance of the charismatic, perfect love of God. The all-embracing hugs of the Father sitting on Daddy's lap. But it's the devil. And that's why so few walk in righteousness. It's almost unbelievable into your ears. I can feel people's responses even to saying this stuff. But I'm telling you, it's the truth anyhow. The standard of righteousness is unknown in this generation. It's not even known. So therefore, the standard will expose what we've settled for in human Christianity with the gifts of the Spirit, all of the celebrational stuff we do in church and even in our precedent. Our understanding of of the Bible, I'm telling you, the Bible is a locked and sealed word until you go into the sun. I'm not talking Jesus. I'm talking the star in the sky. Tiferet. Tiferet. Until you go into the sun, you don't understand the Bible. That's cosmic righteousness. That's Daniel 12. Teaching righteousness requires the light of the luminaries to understand the natural realm. What's natural? The Bible. It's written in the natural. It's on a natural tablet. The Bible's written on 10 stone tablets, 10 commandments. It's in the ark. You know, that ark would have light shine on it. And what would come from the ark is the Shekinah glory, which means there was all kinds of different lights that God had created and uncreated. The uncreated would come down and then expound on the written stone tablets and manifest light and teach the elders of Israel. So it's not just this charismatic Holy Spirit thing that you have now in Christianity. I'm telling you, it's full of error. It is an all-consuming creation of let there be light, which is working within the heavens that God created as His throne as an instructor. We have not learned in Christianity that God uses the instruction of classrooms, of created lights to instruct his children, but it's exactly what the New Testament says. Acts chapter 7, how the instruction of the word came through angels. That's what the Bible says. Stephen with the glowing face, sermon before the earthly Sanhedrin. The instruction of the Word came through angels. Now we could say angels, 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 but the Bible tells you on the fourth day, the angels work with their stations. What are the angels' stations? Scripture tells you, Genesis 1, what's the station of every angel? Stars. Stars. That's what the Bible says. The stars are the stations and posts of the angels, which is why we don't have an interpretation of Scripture at a mature level yet in Christianity. You see it. It's all elementary. It's all surface. Even the stuff we think is deep is not deep. I'm telling you, when you rise up into the bridegroom's chambers, what's the only test? You've been God inside minded. You've learned how to produce oil in the inner man. The foolish virgins, not a single one got inside minded. It's all external. Usually from the overflow of those developing oil in their spirit that they're stealing from night and day. The goats, the tares, the foolish virgins, they were not allowed to go into righteousness because they were not god inside minded. First step... For everyone, be fully God inside-minded. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. That's Colossians one twenty-seven.
1: Right, that's prerequisite to righteousness. Walk. That's always the prerequisite is God inside-minded. Right. Maybe not as much in the Old Testament, although I believe that Enoch walked in an understanding of that future covenant. I really do. Uh, But since Jesus died on the cross, and He was, you know, He died for our sins. He came in the flesh died for our sins on the cross, and he was buried. On the third day, he was raised to life. He resurrected, and he did some teaching, and he ascended. Now, after he ascended, he brought his blood up, Right, he made that perfect sacrifice. He did priesthood work above, and when they poured out his Spirit on Pentecost, the first down payment of what Jesus paid for, that first deposit, that outbring brilliance of the light of God is indwelling, so if you're not first and foremost understanding the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it's much better that I go and send the Spirit, you're always going to be walking in a lesser covenant that is still Old Testament new covenant new testament is first and foremost god within you the kingdom of heaven within you that's where you have to start that's the prerequisite for righteousness
2: you'll never walk with jesus on the outside until you walk with him on the inside and for me it took about maybe 11 years or so of continuous god inside minded practicing honestly 11 years every single day walking with jesus christ in my inner man before righteousness and Enoch's door that we'd play at every Joel's bar. That was the name of the song <laughs> where the, the door works. opens up. <laughs> we played that 1,500 times before I had risen going from glory to glory to actually step into it. Now, Elijah works under the sun to get us into the sun. <laughs> Elijah, you could say his job is to grow you in wisdom. The river of life out of your belly mm, flows yeah. rivers. So the river is Elijah. That's what Jesus Christ said. Oh, so the working with Elijah is to get you fully God inside minded. And Elijah, John the Baptist, led everyone where? Where did the river lead him? To Jesus. That's what the scripture says. The river led them to Jesus. They were in the river. Therefore they discovered the Messiah.
3: That symbolizes no one
2: can ever find the true Jesus. Until they're living in the spirit of Elijah, in the river within, and that's what leads you to Jesus in the new covenant. Wow. So why do we have a hundred thousand different denominations? Because we have a hundred thousand different false Jesuses on the outside. Mm-hmm. Notice all of them are not river inside Elijah minded. So all that's gonna burn. All of it's false. It's all wrong. It has mixtures of right... We're not doubting the intentions. Most of them want to live pure lives, pleasing lives before God. That doesn't even matter, guys. You can perish because you don't have a revelation of your body being the temple of the Holy Ghost. You need to see, first and foremost, your body as the Ezekiel 47 temple. If you don't have that burned into your psyche forget walking on sapphire stones you'll never do it in a hundred million years you'll live a human life with christianity added unto you and it'll just be some kind of external religion like morality be good be good be good and it won't be the experiential spirit of prophecy the testimony of jesus which is the way to the father it won't be that. It won't be real Christianity. It'd be fake external religion. Just be a good person, which means be slaves to the sorcerers of Babylon. That's why you have 99% of Christians down here, slaves, because they're externalists, even with the good Christianity upon their souls. And that's what sorcerers like. Sorcerers love Christianity as long as it's external. But notice when it becomes God inside minded the real deal we've had nothing but opposition and persecution from day one. Continuous as soon as the Vice documentary hit the world the Sun newspaper of London England came out on their newspaper and condemned us by name all the way over in England across the pond Why would they do that? Because we're God-inside-minded. Because we're working in the river. Because it's a threat to the spirit of Babylon and the sorcerers of Babylon when you become a friend of Elijah, which is a friend of the river within. You have to walk with Elijah within. Otherwise, you will never know Jesus within. Amen. Prophecy and being prophetic is within. It is required that the prophetics of the New Covenant make you progressively more God-inside-minded. And it's through years and years and years of God-inside-mindedness which will be an ever-increasing glory on the inside. So it's not like you're just waiting for a big bang and one day, oh, I'm in the glory. No, it's an ever-increasing glory. So you're living from glory to glory. So you're fulfilled, enriched, Glorified, joyful, happy. You're prospering. You're getting purified. Your life is getting cleaned up before your eyes. Your mind can't even believe how good God is inside you every day. So you're living a lifestyle of ecstasy and rapture. You're living a lifestyle of enjoying the river. You're living, and the river will speak a voice of commandments. Remember what came forth from the river? The commandments of Elijah. His message was repentance and baptism. The message of the river, which is the beginning of your internal walk, which is becoming disciples, which most are absolutely not. You have to be in the river and you have to be listening to Elijah, which is the voice of the river, commanding repentance and baptism which is Hebrews chapter 6, all the infancy in Christ. And everyone goes through it. You'll go through all the stages of laying on of hands, the baptisms, many baptisms, the resurrection of the dead, to the place where you come into the possibility of learning advanced teaching and righteousness if God permits. It is written, Hebrews 6.
1: Which represents getting into the sun. Once you amen. enter the sun, that's righteousness. So, you know, the Lord's prayer with the lightning path. Right, yours is the kingdom, Malkut, and the power, Yassad, and the glory, Had, forever and ever, right, that's eternity, and uh, that's Zach, Venus, and then the amen is so be it, and that is, if and if God permits, so be it, you get out of the sun, because... You can get all the way up to where you're dealing with uh, Venus and and, uh, dealing with the false love and that's when you wrestle it in your own soul and you have to pass a test the false Holy Spirit and all that stuff You know, it's basically overcoming the the trials, temptations, and perversions of your own generation, uh, whether it's religion or rebellion because in rebellion we've got like an all-time high perversion everywhere, everyone knows that but what they don't understand is those two heads of the black and white snake are one snake. The two are one, right? That's like their occult mystery or whatever. But it, it's one—they're two heads of the same snake. So whichever one is more likely to get you, they'll scare you with one, so that then you go, no, no, I'm going this way, and
3: then,
1: but not for you. You're gonna escape. You're gonna, Jesus Christ! Remember Moses' mm-hmm. staff? He swallows both of them, so you'll be all right. If you follow Moses with the staff, okay? Does that you making sense?
2: Must be obedience, not just hearers (laughs) only, doers also. And putting your hand to the plow, Jesus Christ read letters. He said, "Put your hand to the plow, put your hand to the plowing of your spirit," which means put your hand on your diaphragm, put your hand on your abdomen, put your hand to the plow. Jesus Christ said, "Where does it need to be plowed?" Jesus said, "In the the sower of the seeds." the parable, that you had to plow the soil of the heart, which means allowing the energy of the Holy Ghost to work and plow the spirit to receive the daily bread, which is the seed of the word of God. If the soil of your heart is not plowed, you have taken your hand off the plow. What did he say about those who take their hand off the plow that no longer develop and plow their spirit? They're not worthy of him. They're not worthy of him, which means they'll no longer walk with Jesus Christ at all. And their Christianity is only in their brains, which means they're delusional and lost as false believers.
1: Right, that's the other snake.
2: Put your hand on the plow.
1: That's the white snake, right? The the black and white, You're right? The both heads are that evil snake. It's all rebellion. It's all immorality. But one is just straightforward black magic, right? Immorality that you see everywhere, right? Nobody needs help pointing that out. Oh, look, nudity everywhere, you know? every facebook advertisement but that white snake that brandon just described to you it's, it's like that pale white it's a false white that's the one if goes, oh i'm not i don't i want to be a good christian i want to go and you know then they get you with the religion which is immorality and sexual intercourse with demons we're like well i don't i don't how what you don't feel your spiritual senses so you're not really even aware of what you're doing right forgive them father they know that what they do but he keeps presenting you with the truth so that in, you know, in hopes that you'll believe and change and repent because, you know, not to the left, not to the right, but straight through the narrow pathway of righteousness. That is that King Cobra. That is the staff of Moses that turned into the big snake that swallowed the other two snakes. And that's how you keep from going to the pit on either side
2: of the road. And so God has granted you repentance through Jesus Christ where and how? calvary and the cross of his blood the door for repentance is going and being terminated of all animal activity in your human nature and humanity even your human spirit the human spirit as it transfigures into the spirit of god is terminated your spirit will die the deaths of jesus christ exactly like your soul and your mind and your body if you rise on calvary which is mount zion and the mountain rising within you god's always the same he changes not we're learning how to be priests what do priests do if you read the bible all priests did was kill animals that's what it says thousands and thousands of times all the priests did was kill animals and we're like in the new covenant. What's the priesthood? Let's go out and do works.
1: Be nice to animals. Save the animals.
2: It's the exact opposite of the priesthood. False love is be nice to animals, save animals, and come into my animal church where everyone's an animal, we kumbaya in animal form. (laughs) You're a church of blasphemy. If you honor the animal and don't kill it, you're an anti-Christ priest. Understand that. That's what has to burn off us. That is the entire Antichrist nature that opposes Christ's nature. What is Christ's nature? Killing the animal on a cross. Mm. Killing the animal on the cross. And then when he rose from the dead, the Spirit of God showed you a different form, a spirit form, because the animal was terminated. Those who had walked with him for three years. Could not recognize him, but they knew it was the Lord only through his spirit, which means he completely shifted his image into bearing the image of his spirit on the outside. You must do the same thing, amen. So, we terminate animals if you are not killing animal forms birds beasts reptiles which is all the homo sapiens sapien human form you have never participated in new covenant christianity yet it is being nice to the animal out here that is the antichrist humanistic message and it needs to burn off we need disciples that become priests i tell you the truth the father's priority is raising up mature priests people out here, false Christian, hates it. That's why we're insanely slandered, persecuted, and the enemy's main strategy for the last 17 years has been to destroy my reputation as a priest so that no one will become real priests. And everyone practices false love. And if you've been paying attention, that's what the satans and their demons have been doing through lying sinners against me for 17 years publicly. It's all a strategy from the evil one to keep Christians from becoming animal killing biblical priests. Even saying animal killing, you can feel that like oh, no. that's not oh, no. loving. That is the only love demonstrated is the death of Jesus for sinners. What is a sinner practicing the animal Putting the things of God into the animal and the animal lives. Remember when Saul allowed the animals to live? What happened? He lost his kingdom, he lost his salvation, went to hell, and was consulting witches. Which tells you everyone in the world today, everyone who claims to be Christians, if you are not killing the animal that Samuel representing the fathership has commanded you to kill the king of the animals and then kill the animals. Agog, you had to kill the king of animals and kill their animals. They said, we're going to keep their animals. The animals are worth a lot.
3: (laughs) What Worth a lot to what?
2: The pleasures of a sinful life. (laughs) The convenience of the human life are the sinful life. If you don't terminate that, even after you've had Samuel's horn of oil, which means born again, Mm -hmm. the father's oil, the salvation that came from the Father's love, but then you disobey the Father and not terminate the animal, you lose salvation, you lose your you lose the kingdom, and you consult mediums, which means now your whole Christianity is what? Witchcraft, Witchcraft of the witch of Endor. And even though they, they summoned Samuel, why have you disturbed me? When the message of the prophet came to those who had backslidden and gotten into saving animals instead of terminating animals, Samuel brought the judgment upon the practitioner of witchcraft. He said, you will die today, your son will die today, and the kingdom will be given to David. It is written. So shall it be for every New Testament Christian. And you need to understand that because the severity or the fear of the Lord has not been embraced in American Christianity yet. I don't care how advanced you think you are, how fiery a, revival and a revivalist and prophetic you think you are, until you embrace the severity of Samuel and Saul and the killing of the animals that was commanded by the fathership of Samuel to Saul, you will lose the kingdom. So we need that assessment for our safety. We often judge ourselves by the success of the animal I know the immaturity out here We think we're successful If the animal's thriving
1: But I'm making so much money I had so much favor with everybody today Everyone was smiling at me
2: Successful only in the Antichrist
1: I was feeling good all day I had so much joy This is the happiest I've ever felt So that's evidence that I'm right with God It's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up Wait a minute when you get into the Drunken Glory, and you get into the the glory just in general, and you get into the joy, the oil of joy. And I was like,
2: "But well, don't touch my joy. My
3: You're
0: joy.
2: To, like, guard the joy.
0: This is my evidence.
2: I remember when I trained okay? in the Drunken Glory, began to use the Drunken Glory as a shield towards advanced teaching. You've seen it a thousand times. Well,
1: don't you think it's a good thing? fruit. Woo, that changed real quick.
2: John, John Scotland would say the joy helps you receive the medicine or the correction or the severity of God. Which means, let's drink the new covenant of his blood. Let's get into the bliss. It's important to walk in yeah. bliss because it's Otherwise the very you'll just atmosphere of angels. Angelic ecstasy needs to be the standard of the presence of God in your lives. But then let's also embrace the severity. And let's oh, make hallelujah. it, let's talk
1: about, let's talk, what, what about the sapphire stone of joy? Oh. Fruit, what is fruit that lasts? Cosmic fruit. Cosmic fruit. The joy, guess what it is? Whose name is on that sapphire stone? Isaac. Why? What does his name mean? Laughter. What's his sapphire stone? Oh! Judgment. Gavura. Judgment. Judgment!
2: <laughs> Mars. When you, Martian judgment. You
1: take your joy to die in the heavens. <laughs> Alright, Isaac. This is what we're gonna do. I know you've been my favorite in, in Drunken Glory. My laughter. <laughs> Majestic.
2: That laughter comes come <laughs> through death.
1: All right, we're going to take that joy.
2: died on the mountain. And
1: we're going to take it up there, and we're going <laughs> to... Michael Myers, that... <laughs> we're gonna and, if you can't... And
2: that's it. what killed his mom, Sarah. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> you know, Sarah died when he heard from,
2: <laughs> from Satan that her son Isaac had been sacrificed. Oh, I'll tell you what. Satan messing with the patriarchs. I've
1: experienced under the sun, drunken glory, joy. <laughs> I've experienced over the sun, drunken glory, joy. I'm I hate telling
2: the you double. what,
1: you just, just give yourself a nice little severity season if that's been your troublesome thing. Just take all that joy and just kill it. Just put it on the altar. I will sacrifice my joy. It's the joy of your nephesh. There's higher levels of the soul, soul to enjoy joy, higher levels in your spirit, your spirit. Uh, if you take that joy that right because all it is is all the good and perfect things that come down yeah. from god sacrifice right what is isaac promises for your life your destiny right because abraham's destiny was his seed line stars and sand sands and stars a joy his joy he, the, all his joy was wrapped up in his son all his promises all his his thing that he wanted from god that it was his promise you take that and you you just put it on the altar, because then you pass the test, and then later, and then embrace the severity, embrace the judgment. And if you have a hard time with it, because, you know, each sapphire stone, depending on which one you're kind of you're more rooted in, uh, for your type of a soul, that when you were created, you know, when he knit you together in your mother's womb. For some people, it's the easier one. Sure. All right. If I never smile again, hallelujah. All right. Just kill it. Just kill all of it. That's fine. I don't need a smile if it's for you lord <laughs> like that you know <laughs> some of you are like that it's like eh. uriel's doing just fine i'll be just fine. i there's the inner peace that is greater than joy anyway right righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost now this there's a point to this I'm like what do you mean never smile just get over it sacrifice it and go up because on the other side of that oh man you touch that was wine from saturn Oh my goodness, the loving-kindness has said after you pass through that judgment of gavora Oh, you've never experienced the Father's warm, his hugs, his love, his, his goodness. Like, um, I was trying to explain this to Marilyn when she came over. That blankety thing, the blankety thing that lives in the house. Blanket! <laughs> Comfort! It's a good feeling that makes your eyes open so you can see sparkles everywhere physically in the room. That's what I'm talking about. It gets so much better. Like I see sparkles. I'm happy. Okay, calm down. <laughs> you you kill it. You all the good stuff from God. Your prophetic gift. Your sight. Uh your hearing God, your prophetics, whatever it is you got from God, that's a great thing. Sacrifice it on the altar. And then you desire God more than that thing he gave you. So, like, let's say, let's say you have the option to, you know, either, you know, never feel joy again, but you still get God. Which one would you, you know, would you actually choose if it came down to it? So it's kind of a, you go through that emotional process. So you kill that, but what you get in the end, it's such a higher joy. It's such a clearer wine. It's just more clearness in the mind and overall mental health and will. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, how do you know if your fruit of joy is fruit that lasts? Other than if I'm mentally reasoning it, is it cosmic or not cosmic? Am I there yet or am I not there yet? What is the foundation of righteousness, justice, right? Judgment, that's Gavra. Righteousness, the lightning path, the sun. Look at your shoes. What color shoes are you wearing? Not your natural shoes. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) If your shoes are white, white represents righteousness. Maybe you'll see a vision of a future you to come that is wearing white shoes. My feet
2: began tingling with the anointing.
1: All right, you probably got matching white shoes on for that white outfit too. What you want to bet? Ten ten out of ten.
2: The inner man is accepted by the Father.
1: And that peace of walking in righteousness on sapphire stones, which is wearing white shoes, and so the foundation of righteousness. What are shoes? Feet? The the shoes of peace. Right? Your battle combat. My combat boots of peace. Your white shoes. It's righteousness. It's cosmic peace. Peace with God. And you're one right standing with God where your feet tread, where you walk. You're walking in righteousness. So if that's the shoes you're wearing, righteousness, peace, right? The feet, your peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you take care of the foundations of his throne. You take care of the foundations. If the foundation is good, then the joy and, the, and the, all the laughter that you build on top of that will also be good. But if you build on the sinking sand, right, if it's not in the sapphire stones, or if you're in cosmic unrighteousness, which is you go up and you get your visa from somebody else without making the sacrifice... Right, because someone who's actually walking in righteousness, they'll gladly sacrifice their joy on the altar. Like read the book of Jasher. Even Isaac, the one who was getting sacrificed, said, I'll do it with gladness in my heart, my tears are coming out of my eyeballs, but there's joy in my heart, peace in my heart. It, it's a willing sacrifice. It's not like, no, God, oh, Dad, why are you doing this to me, You're a terrible father, Abraham? He's just they were in full agreement with God. And even though they cried in their hearts, they felt the the peace, the comfort, the love. And they're rejoicing because they were right standing through obedience to God. And so if you find yourself or someone maybe you're helping or you're training, that it's resistance to sacrificing that joy, that's when they're kind of stepping out of Righteous, the narrow way, and they're getting into cosmic unrighteousness, and so that's the most dangerous. It's actually better to be down on Malkut, down on the earth in the river in obedience, than to be up high and out of the narrow path. Even if you've been in the narrow path that far, that's why it only gets more strict the higher you go up. Because if you veer off the path, that's a hard fall. There's grace for you if you kind of pop out, like, snatch him back before the, before, before <laughs> something gets you.
2: They become like the angels of light, which is what you've seen happen That's, to most people who've gone into higher realms. They get totally messed up <laughs> by devils because they don't understand the path correctly. And it's usually because of bewitchment and they don't understand the God-inside-mindedness. The Really, the prophetic church mm-hmm. of America is not God-inside-minded. So, that I means it's always going to be mixed with witchcraft, which is externalism, until you realize God is fathering the inner man. I mean, it's 100% God inside all the time until you can see your inner man accepted by the Father, walking with the Father, and the soul rejoices in the spirit. That's what Isaac means, that the soul rejoiced in the spirit. The soul can laugh. Your face is the front of your soul, your countenance. <clears throat> and it laughs because your spirit is accepted by God and walking with the Father and in right standing with the Father. So the joy of the Lord that's your strength is because the soulish outer man part of you has yielded to the development and fathering of the inner man. So the inner man is the first part that goes up. So the inner man has to be transfigured and well fed and your mind has to be renewed to the the growth of your spirit man where the gospel went into you when you first believed. And then it begins to go up into higher places which begins to transform the soul and the body at a much more significant level. This is how your soul and your body can follow your spirit into Zion. Zion. See, the whole path will be laid out and charted for you, but it has to be spirit first. This is the holy place. What did Revelation say? Christianity would trample the holy place for time, times, and half a time. That's what the Bible says, which means Christianity would not value as number one the development of the invisible spirit for literally thousands of years. This is not something that is the top priority of every church. It's usually soulishness that's the top priority of the animal getting Christianity in every church in the world right now. Which means we haven't come to the place yet in Revelation where the holy place, the human spirit, becoming transfigured into the Spirit of God, has taken over souls and flesh, which is the animals of the garden that Adam named. Taking over the realm of the natural. How are you going to take over your natural realm? By letting God father your spirit. It's the fathership of heaven in you.
1: Oh, I want to answer someone's question that they were thinking. Uh, <laughs> they were like, but they were thinking, but why is it written, I'm seat, you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Why do I blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is how it is. Okay, First of all, since you, you know you already understand quantum physics we're just going to go ahead and, and and assume that but when you when you look at the third heaven it represents the spirit why because he said there's three witnesses three on the earth three in the heaven if you remember from the masterclass which one of those three witnesses is both on earth and in the heaven the spirit right so when you receive the spirit And your spirit is in the Holy Spirit, in your spirit. (laughs) You are seated with him in the heavenly places. You're in the spirit. But what does the second heavens represent? It represents the cleansing of that fallen part of you. Your soul, your mind, and your flesh, which is represented by this sphere that we're in, in the natural realm. We have the natural realm, which is represented in the flesh. Second heavens, like your mind and your soul. And then third heavens, it represents your spirit. So you are seated. That's why oftentimes people will experience the heavenlies, and you should experience the heavenlies. It would be far more difficult of a journey if you were unable to experience the third heavens and higher prior to your conquering of the second heavens within you it gives you that encouragement those fresh winds of heaven and you just translate you just go up and you get refreshed and it's great just just take a vacation to heaven for a few minutes and just you know kumbaya in the third heavens that's great you know But conquering, that permanent conquering of the second heavens, which is the reverse of the curse, what we're studying here in the scriptures and sharing with you at Joel's Bar is that map of the cosmos, that secret stairway in your heart, it was I who hid you in there, you know, said God, in that secret stairway of the sky. It's in your heart. When you go up through righteousness, he is the door, he is the gate. He is also El Shaddai, the gatekeeper of Israel, the protector of the gates of Israel, the protector of the gates of your senses, as you allow him to conquer your senses, so that you won't be conquered by sin. So as you go up, why is it important to chart that? To have understanding, right? If you're perishing for a lack of knowledge, when you have the Holy Spirit of knowledge, understanding, working in these regions, those are all the fallen realms, if you go and through and you overcome and you conquer them, becoming more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, you're literally making your temple uninhabitable by demons. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You're, You're making it a place that cannot be a habitation for anything else but God and his holy kingdom. There is no longer room for any other kingdom. This is the work. This is what we're doing on the earth. Now when you, whether you die in this life and go to heaven, whatever path you're on, whatever you the only purpose for this life. In this kind of term of speaking, what you do in this life determines where you enter in heaven before God. So how high up you go, or which is how inward and close to God you become, a friend of God. If you die and go to heaven, what you accomplish with God, not in external works, not lacking in external mm-hmm. works, yeah. but being fulfilled by doing the works of the Father that He prepared for you. Why did He prepare specific? What your works spirit for man
2: did in Christ, and then your soul and body followed. Simple. Yep. Yep. You get tons of rewards for all that. That's what storing up treasure in heaven is. It's your spirit or your heart involved with doing the will of God joyfully.
1: Amen. And I want to give you this. uh, This is a scripture that the Holy Spirit wanted us to give you tonight. This will help you. Well, how do I know where I'm at? This is uh, from Jesus here in Luke 14 verse 7-11 then Jesus noticed that some of the guests were choosing the best places to sit so he told this story when someone invites you to a wedding don't right do not sit in the most important seat they may have invited someone more important than you and if you are sitting in the most important seat They will come to you and say, Give this man your seat. Then you will have to move down to the last place and be embarrassed. So when someone invites you, go sit in the seat that is not important. Then they will come to you and say, Friend. Right, then the bridegroom will come to you and say, Friend. Move up here to this better place, this better seat. What an honor this will be for you in front of all the other guests. Everyone who makes themselves important will be made humble, but everyone who makes themselves humble will be made important. And what does that mean? When you look at the sapphire stones and where I am at, if you put yourself at the most... Oh, surely by now I am to (laughs) right? Surely by now I'm at least at Jupiter. I know my destiny's over at this one, or Mars, or I made the sacrifice. I know what she's talking about. I'm definitely at Gevra.
2: Signs and wonders will follow. Every step that I've risen the last seven months in the Sephirot, which are the Sapphire Stones, there's always been confirming signs and wonders, like stepping on Mars, which in Hebrew is Gevura, you know, two days in a row, just G-E-V on license plates. Or I open up Facebook and then, the closest shot ever taken of Mars, Gevura. And mm-hmm. it's like that every step of the way. That's, That's why scripture says, signs and wonders follow those who believe. What is believing? Going up into God. So you have constant confirmations through external signs and wonders as you ascend the Sephiroth.
1: That's so important. The signs and wonders will follow. He already knew where he was before the sign and wonder happened. Mm-hmm. now remember what, what charismatic the false religion demons they like to send you signs and wonders into your confusion to try and have you grasp a hold of whatever sign and wonder you're looking for.
2: signs and wonders of Antichrist so
1: you should not follow after and chase signs and wonders right? you don't want to be like that that Jewish sin of seeking signs and wonders you want to n- have wisdom and understanding and the signs and wonders follow that wisdom and mm-hmm. understanding and confirm what God already told you and so what did Jesus say if you don't so this is for you if you literally just I have no idea where I'm at Rebecca I don't know where to start no no clue help me out this is what Jesus said when someone invites you go sit in the seat that is not important then he'll come to you and say, friend, come up here. So what does that mean? Start at Malkuth. Mm. If you don't know, just start at Malkuth. Safe place to start.
2: Friend, come up into the cosmos.
1: Right, and then they open up a door and say, come up here.
2: Amen. Amen. Wow.
1: <laughs> and there are secret, super secret, super wonderful Bible verses and verses in the Book of Enoch to help you rise into the sun and onto the moon. Well, what are the super secret verses? What is it? Well, I would say read the Psalms and read the book of 1 Enoch. There are Psalms to ascend, and there are particular Psalms that talk about righteousness. And I mean just the whole book of 1 Enoch. But if you ask and you seek and you knock, the door will, not maybe, not probably, if you truly, what what do you say? With all your heart all your soul, all your mind, not just scrolling around on Facebook, half-hearted, cloaked rebellion seeking guy, just kind of, sort of, getting by, but with all your senses, all your faculty of your being, you ask and you seek and you knock, the door will be open to you. Do you believe the word of God is true? Then what I just said to you must be true for me, true for you, true for your neighbor. Just look to your neighbor and say, it's true for you. It's true for you. It's true for you. (laughs) And now look to your neighbor and say, you're going to go up.
2: You're going to go go up." up.
1: Amen. That's good.
2: Signs and wonders follow those who believe. What does it mean? Creation responding to the manifestation of God's own sons. So it means that creation is responding to creator. So true signs and wonders confirm the increase of creator inside your created temple. Formed, Jeremiah says. What does it mean to be? Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Form means created. Before I created you, I knew you. So the whole purpose Mm -hmm. of this life is you and I as creatures created ones to allow the uncreated to be formed in us so it means signs and wonders external supernatural events uh different things that will speak to creator being formed inside your created bodies every the bible says every step of the way so if you're not getting signs and wonders you ain't walking with god just plain and simple When you walk with God, scripture says there will be confirmations in creation to confirm Mm -hmm. creator growing inside your created bodies. Mm.
1: And I'll say this too. When you're going up sapphire stones and you know exactly where you're at, find that and never lose sight of it. Mm There is zero. When you know where you are, there is zero confusion about where you are. It's not a hypothetical come up with it. It's none of that. It's extremely clear. There's no confu- there's zero confusion because it's not a spirit of confusion, right? So the, the, there's only one time so far that I've ever been confused about which stone that we were at or what where it was at. And the one thing that caused that confusion was taking on some early, someone had spoken... Uh, a word like it was like a premature or just like an assuming that that meant we were going up or oh yeah, oh sure that must have been you know whatever and someone said something and I was like oh yeah I guess you know we're feeling an updraft and then someone spoke a word mm-hmm. oh yeah just assuming because of the updraft and the feeling and we're uh, feeling good in the spirit and you know and just taking you know just little things whatever comes to mind when you're in an open heavens is not always God. So you still, you don't want to test everything. But I, I didn't, it wasn't clear. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, holy crap, I'm floating around and I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> where are we? What's going on? And I was like, ah, <laughs> this is not okay. You should, like, that was, I mean, that's a reason to freak out. I mean, you should go directly to God and be like, okay, where am I? So then it was kind of somewhat horrifying and shocking for me to find out that, like, nobody knows where they're at. We're all just kind of what potentially does it mean to be lost? floating around.
2: If you're lost, you don't know where you are in your spirit.
1: Yeah.
2: We got charismatic believers. Mm -hmm. Most of them are lost by that definition. That they don't know where or what their spirit is. The maturity of their spirit. How much of God's will their spirit's following of God himself. So, basically, immaturity is having the mixture of the dust of the earth in the soul blocking spiritual realities so our job is to completely slaughter the animals so that there's no confusion as to where the spirit's at and what the spirit needs spirit needs a few things the spirit needs water spirit needs the blood of jesus the spirit needs its daily bread the spirit has to eat the other stuff, the worldly confusion, the dust of this world, is what confuses us. So we be around apostles 10, 20, 30 years and we're still lost, not knowing where our spirit is. Whose fault is that? Those who haven't purified their souls to get the world out of them to have a spiritual clarity. Which means there's the reason why there's confusion confusion is caused by gray matter where the spirit man has the world in the soul man. And so all of that pollutes the soul so the mind doesn't have the clarity of the spirit because the Holy Spirit works through our spirit. So if your spirit man has the world through the soul, there is all kinds of dust and dirt covering you. So literally, no matter how charismatic you think you are, you're worldly Christians because the world and all that is in it has... Capt your soul to influence the senses of the soul to not have the clarity of the spirit mm. so it's your job to consecrate your lives and to purify your souls from unrighteousness and dealing with the world in you and get it all out that's what the holy ghost is doing what's the holy spirit your mother she weans the child which means she gets the worldliness out of your souls for the development of your spirits and when your spirit is built up the spirit of truth leads you where? to Jesus. And then Jesus leads you to the Father which is sonship of fathership. But most believers right now that are in the charismatic church that are open to all the prophetic things of God, are in a place where their spirit man has to be built up and the world has to be burnt out, terminated, killed, and slaughtered through (laughs) priests in their souls and in their bodies because we have so much influence of the world in our souls and bodies. And that's why we can have a self-justified perspective of ourselves and not even know where we are in our own spirit. Mm -hmm. We'll actually seek the sensation to feel good and say that because I feel ecstasy, I must be in right standing with my spirit before God. That's mm-hmm. not true. Saul was damned to hell, caught up and raptured and ecstasy. And prophesying when he, accurately when he got around prophets. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible says, which means the external. external the external atmosphere deceives you. And it must be cultivated inside mm-hmm. your own heart. Otherwise, you're deceived deal with your own deception get on the threshing floor it is written ruth in the book of ruth could never marry jesus who is boaz in the story until she was threshed of the world moab in her spirit soul and flesh and then naomi the holy spirit bring her to her husband man jesus christ through the threshing floor where do we need to go all of us To the threshing floor. You saw a vision
1: of the, tell people how many people you saw at this threshing floor. You had a vision. The hockey rink? I don't
2: even remember. Oh
1: man, Brandon had a vision of the hockey rink. It was, was it a couple months ago, a thousand years ago, you know? (laughs) A couple thousand years ago, a couple months ago. And uh, it was, the Lord had told him it was the threshing floor. And he looked around and there was nobody there. Mm. You remember that?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I remember that now.
1: There was nobody there.
2: And therefore, there'll be mixture and confusion until you get there. Threshing floor is the most important place for all of you right now. Because it gets all mixture out of you. It'll deal with the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. And we're in denial. You are influenced heavily, every single one of you, of the Antichrist spirit antichrist spirit is just the world it's just babylon it's externalism it's anything that goes into your senses through your eyes and ears it's just your australian society your american society your english society all of it has to be killed by the priesthood that knows how to kill animals killing animals is getting worldly influence of the lower world out of you for spiritual development then creation responds only through crucifixion in Christ's own person. Not just the nature of Christ, and I'm still me, Jesus himself stepping inside your bodies. If your bodies are temples, of what, what God? A temple is a place where that God dwells, which means you will see Jesus constantly indwelling your bodies. That's what you're paying the price for. Yeah, that's what the threshing floor does. It gets everything out so you can see and walk with Jesus perfectly with clarity all the time.
1: Well, I just <laughs> saw this when you were saying that, that he wants to thresh Woo! that thing in you guys pretending to be Jesus so that actual Jesus can take that place. False
2: love Jesus.
1: Ooh, that's what Venus... <laughs> the devil. Uh, Black Venus and that Zach, that right that's why that that is the requirement to get into the sun which some people literally god knows the heart and the intentions of the heart so that's why it's such a thorough it's the same across the board anybody who comes into the sun that prerequisite is not only just god inside minded but you have to hate false love you need to learn how to recognize it in others and in yourself come against it and learn to hate it
2: Hating false love yeah. is learning how to be a priest.
1: And that's when you get... Learning the, how the, that's, to kill the animals. That's the number one thing. It, the, that's the, the same thing across the board. There's never been anyone go into the sun who did not learn to and actually verbally speak in agreement. Mm-hmm. Coming, it's just like you have to say it out loud and mean yeah. it. And God will actually judge. That's why it says, and if God permits. Because he knows how you're going to be five years from now, ten years from now. He knows your intentions, your true feelings, and not just what you are like, you know, I should feel this way. And these will be the
2: astonishing difference. revelations to your senses. Mm-hmm. And you'll look at your previous life as a Christian as, wow, I was utterly clueless. All of you will come to that place when you go from Technon to Wios. And I'm saying it is far more astonishing than you can imagine. And so let the group of people that are getting threshed that desire the higher things of god these mature priests the ones called and chosen and hand selected by the heavenly sanhedrin i pray for their help angelically for wisdom and vision to be imparted into their mind from jesus christ and the cloud of witnesses from moses and elijah from enoch And from everyone sent from God the Father to help the mature ones come into maturity. The healing of the earth depends on one thing Christians maturing in Christianity and becoming cosmic Christians. Until we become mature, cosmic Enoch with the angels Christians, the earth will suffer violence, turmoil, it'll have major problems. When we come into maturity, all the problems are taken care of quickly. That's the mandate on this generation. If you're listening to me at the sound of my voice, God can do it. You can't. The Father can do it easily. The Bible says all things are easy for God. Nothing is too hard for Him. It's impossible for your human nature. It's impossible for for your ideas and your cultural Christianity. But you get rid of, you're willing to sacrifice all that The Holy Spirit will do it in you. You make yourselves available. You stay like children, teachable. And Christ will increase in you. And you will arise and experience all these things that we have taught you. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 That's good. So somebody's going to do their homework tonight. Or at least start on it. And it's not like we're asking you to do something that we haven't already done ourselves. Right? Brandon has done this on his own. This is the way. I've done this. This is the way. Amen. This is the way, and <laughs> literally going through and learning each of the stones, right? Map out the whole path. You'll follow the instructions. There's four boxes uh, on the corner, it, you write down the Hebrew name of each of the sapphires, and then you write down the name of the planet that it represents, right? Like you know, the Earth, uh, or like if it's like the Sun or the Moon or you know Venus, Pluto. You write those things down, and then you write you map the lightning path and when i say lightning path i don't mean just all the little connectors that you might see i'm talking about the way up from sphere to sphere and exactly it cannot be anything other than that exact order it's always that order it has to be that order. it follows the lord's prayer that'll get you started the end of the lord's prayer that'll get you started and it goes all the way up. It's not until you go from Malkut to Kedar that it connects the whole thing with lightning. And then you can kind of enjoy all the conquered areas in whatever order you want because it's conquered. Which means it's full of lightning, which means you'll feel it fill up with lightning when that happens for you. So, And then on top of that, I'll do all those things. Find exactly where you are. And this is what the Holy Spirit said he wanted us to, to tell you tonight. Why is it important to know where you are? On top of what we've just discussed so far. Bam! All that stuff's coming <laughs> off your heads. I see them <laughs> clearing mm. it out. Yeah, there we go. All right. I see orbs of light replacing black orbs over heads in this place tonight. Amen. Amen. Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you for it. Yeah, the angels just whack all those things in the lake of fire. And off of the viewers, too. Amen. You guys are faithful watching at home. Mm. Bam. And... Um, He wanted you to know and understand. See, with the understanding, it's bringing light. And in that light, darkness cannot dwell. So, poof, there they go. (laughs) We're moving black orbs ministries. Mopping blood ministries. Okay, here we go. Uh, Holy Spirit, what was it? I I really want to be faithful because he wanted us. This is the thing he wanted to say uh, tonight was the reason why... You must know exactly where you're at and and track it and go through that exact path. Is because if you don't know where you're at, what happens is you start to go, instead of vertical, you start to go laterally, flatterally, flat earth. Then you become worse than the flat earthers because you're practicing flat earth (laughs) instead of just believing flat earth, right? You're practicing flat earth. That's even worse. So you can't, you don't even have any right to make fun of flat earthers if you're practicing flat earth ministry, okay? Flat earth ministries worldwide. Go over here, go over there. Mm -hmm. And this is how it practically shows up in believers lives. So if you don't know exactly where you are and there's no possible way for you to go up and if you're somehow blindfoldedly fumbling around, blinds, you know, lead the blind into a ditch it doesn't work and so what happens is because they don't see and they don't understand it can't be established established it's firm it's secure that firm foundation the rock on which we stand which is christ each one of those sapphire stones with understanding with wisdom with the seven spirits of god blazing and if it's the seven spirits of god two of those aspects of the seven spirits of god is wisdom and understanding because if it doesn't have wisdom and understanding Where's the menorah lamp of the temple? Whose light is it? Whose light is it that's shining in you and that's not giving you wisdom and understanding about where you are right now? Question that light. You attack that light. That's what we do on the inside. Where is that coming from? Why? What's the reason to think like that? Why start to question those things? Why do I feel like saying something so strongly you know, to my family. Why, do, why am I even having this emotion? Does anyone in heaven right now even think like that? Question it. Start questioning things. And you'll see real quick whose light it is. Test the fruit. And what he said is, if you're not going up and you don't have that clarity, you start to look for good things. This is what I mean flat earth, flatterally we we'll start, like, whoa, well, gemstones. Oh, come on, we get that gold dust coming again. Right. <laughs> Give me that. Diamonds, come on! <laughs> or, well, I think, and I saw this vision, and, well, uh, I guess I just gotta, you know, do a good job cleaning my house, or, um, well, what, what do I need? When am I supposed to be reading the Bible? Oh, what do I do today? Um Oh, well, maybe I just need to call a friend, a fellowship. Maybe I need fellowship. Maybe I need uh, a journal my feelings, or... Uh, what do I do? Oh God, oh God. I just, maybe if I just do a two day fast, another two day water fast, Lord. What do I do? If I just do stillness for five hours today in my closet until the heavens head. open and then I can feel what I used to feel when I did it.
2: Get that. out of your head. Stop it! Into your heart. Stop.
1: Stop, stop, Ooh. stop. I'm not picking on anyone in particular. This is a lot of people. And this is what i've had to deal with in my own life and then encounter and discover these things and andrew's like the angels be like what are you doing here's the sapphire stones this is how you go up because that neck whatever sapphire stone you're standing on right now is the key to every financial problem in your life relational problem in your life every test coming get this if you know you're on Venus, or let's say we go to H- the Hod, and then we're like, alright, Netsack is next. Alright, here we go. <laughs> I hate this one. <laughs> I love it. We love it. <laughs> the white one is good, the black one is good. There's there's certain ones you'll find are easier for you, harder for others, harder for you, easier for others. It, it's like that now. But you'll know, okay, this one is coming up next. So even before I take that step onto that one, I know This is what it means. I know because I took the master class. This is typically what you deal with, so I can expect that. And then all of a sudden, you'll notice every time that exact thing comes up in your life. It'll be a phone call. It'll be a friend. Something'll go wrong. Something'll go right. Something'll be you just. And you look at your, you look at your map. This is exactly what I'm dealing with. And that takes away that mystery of what in the heck is going on? Why do these things happen? Now you're anticipating. Alright, I know this is usually what happens. It'll be a little different each time. But you start to recognize the pattern. Alright, when I get here, this is what the enemy tries to do. This is what God says to do. This is what's being formed in my character and my nature, to have the nature of Christ and not my nature. And so you learn the pattern. So as you go up, you get experience. Don't get too comfortable because each tree is a little bit different, right? Just like in, if you watch that movie, you know, Labyrinth. You see, uh, you, you can't take it for granted or at sight. You know, it, it, there's always going to be some surprises along the way. But you can trust that the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ within you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is a friend who's closer than a brother, closer than the very air that you breathe. And he never fails.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Bless you guys. We love you so much. We're rooting for you all. You can do for it. success in the way to rise in the way in you. The way is in you and you can rise in you through the renewing of your mind. In that invisible way made visible through the word of god which is light through your spirit that internal way will become brilliant in your minds it'll become more real to you than the natural realm that the invisible realm created you can come into maturity through faith every single one of you Being perfected in faith, which means living, seeing, moving, and breathing in the invisible angelic world. The perfection of faith and the unity of the brethren. The mark of the high calling of all of us dwelling in heavenly Jerusalem as the twelve tribes of King Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Give an offering and support your teachers. Teachers are worth double honor. It is written, anyone who teaches the word, teaches the way, should be held in a double honor, a double tithe, a double offering, and the gratitude for the word being a light to your spirit, cleansing your path, bringing you into the heavenly realms, discipling you in righteousness, teaching you judgment and severity to deal with the animal, how to be priests and living in the eternal nature of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Your sacrificial tithes and offerings is valuing the eternal realms of the kingdom of heaven more than anything on earth. And it's important before God and His angels In Jesus' name, bless you as you give.
1: Amen. Thank
2: you. Amen. Thank you.